Hello. Oh, you know my favorite word is I am excited. I'm really excited because of the energy. The energy of this girl is going to woohoo light your fuel today. Now I wanted to start by saying you are on episode four of Super Women Can. I'm going to be running out of fingers soon by the time we've done all these episodes, but I am absolutely excited and delighted because the energy of this girl is out of this world. And I say, girl, she's not a girl. She's <laughs> a lady. <laughs> yeah. I, I am going to introduce you to Martina Witter. She's brilliant at what she does. She's an incredible professional. She's actually a BT therapist, I must add. And I'm delighted to be able to share more. But I think before I do that, let me just remind you, Super Women Can podcast is all about women of colour being elevated in their careers, smashing through all concrete floors, ceilings, whatever is standing in our way to get to the highest heights of everything, our dreams, our hopes, our desires, so we can have more time with family, more time on holiday, more time enjoying the life of our dreams, what we want, and taking away all those negative narratives that tells we can't. Yes, we can. Super women can. And I've got a Superwomen, superwoman, right here, right now. And this is Martina Witter. Let us know more about you. Yes, I will. Thank you for that fantastic introduction to the podcast and also to myself. It's great to be here. And as Sam Samantha shared, I'm a cognitive behavior therapist. So I work with children and I work across the lifespan. I work with children, adolescents and adults who are struggling with stress anxiety, confidence, trauma, everything, essentially. Yeah. And I'm also a mindset coach. I do lots of stuff, lots of different hats, as most women of colour do. That is yeah. just in our DNA. We can't help it. It's just what we do. It's what we've seen. That's what I grew up with. My mum was juggling multiple jobs, sent us to private school, and she made it happen. And that's what we do Absolutely. as women of colour. So, yes, yeah, yeah. so I'm a CBT therapist, mindset coach, trainer, health and well-being consultant. I'm also an author of a book, yeah. Resilience in the Workplace. I've got a blog as well. And I am co-founder of Black Women in Business and Professionals Network. And I'm based in Manchester, sunny Manchester. Papoom! <laughs> uh, this girl is unstoppable. Remember that song? I have to try and find a little tune to slide in here. Just yeah. Now. <laughs> like literally Martina everywhere. Like we're in Manchester, we're both Manchester based. We have very, very similar, <laughs> very similar background. And we accidentally fell on each other on LinkedIn, found out we live around the corner, found out we're from our side, found out that we live, literally we went to, got shipped off to an affluent area, a schooling and where we were the only people of color. And then, we have landed and found each other and we live around the corner. Like, how does that happen? I don't know. But tell me about, I know that to get where you have got to be such a successful woman who's literally buzzing on the scene where you are mindset, coaching, other women of colour, like literally, boom. I know that you have gone through stuff. As black women, we tend to go mm -hmm. through so many things that then we have triumphs and victories. Tell me about those. I want to hear more about how you got to where you got to. Yes, education is important. That's part of the journey and the process. My mum, she was very much 
focused on <laughs> children going to private school. We had no choice but to succeed. So I would say I've always, that's instilled in me inner drive and motivation and resilience, regardless of what I face, I see it as an opportunity for growth, a platform for growth and success. So one of the kind of challenges that I faced in life is when initially I was at college, did my A-levels and didn't, I didn't get the grade that I wanted in one of my subjects. So I went back, I reset my English language and I actually took up psychology in a year and that was a big turning point for me because I didn't know at that time that I was going to pursue psychology. That was not the plan. I was going to initially pursue, do my degree in gender studies and social policy at Leeds Uni, but I didn't get the, the grades. I was totally devastated. I felt like a failure. My mum was phoning me. I just didn't want to speak to anyone. Oh. But I used that. I turned it around. Yeah. And then that opportunity has led to me pursuing a career that's related to psychology psychological therapy so I decided not to be stagnant in that situation and I decided not to stay in that not to stay I wasn't depressed but not to stay in that kind of state of being ashamed and guilty because my mum, I had no choice to but to succeed. And she used to always tell us, I, we've said, I've sent you to private school. You're going to succeed. You better do. There was no choice but to succeed. So <laughs> I'd have to tell my mum that I didn't get the grades that I wanted. I would be gutted. And my brother was already there at uni, my older brother in Leeds uni. So I was, for me, I was like, yeah, I'm following in my brother's footsteps. And that didn't happen. But, but still we rise, still we go on. And we need you in this world. Like, I can't imagine, you know, what it'd be like without having someone who is able to bring people from trauma to success. That is basically what you do. Mm -hmm. You've created that space to, for, and uh, from our culture, really, having the word stress, depression, mental health are all very much taboo subjects. Mm -hmm. To go to therapy is something that, I didn't even hear our people even encountering. So we definitely need you in the world. It is without a question. How mm -hmm. do you encourage women of colour who have been kind of pushed that we should just be strong, keep being strong despite us needing support? How do you get individuals to take the steps to know when they need professional help and support or coaching or mentoring? So what I do initially is just normalise it having conversations around health, well-being, mental health and challenging the stigma. So I am visible on social media, so yeah. I'll post about it. And then during the beginning of lockdown and everything that happened with George Floyd, I started up, set up another platform, Black Mental Wealth. So that kind of focuses more on the yeah perspectives and challenges the stigma around mental health within the Black community and for yeah. people of colour. I've had conversations with other therapists and other individuals who have either had struggles with mental health. So that in itself just mm. invites people of colour, women, males, everyone into that space. And it's and it's all about inclusivity. Yeah, and absolutely. Seeing someone that looks like you is so powerful and validates experiences. So for me as a black female, I feel that I am responsible for my people. I've got to talk up. <laughs> Pre-COVID, I wasn't that bothered. I'm just going to be honest. If anything, I was probably trying to blend in, but actually, no, 
I was not made to blend in, but stand out. And my <laughs> culture, personality, everything is my USP. So that's what I bring to this world and everything that I do. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So I'm going to say that when I was 17, it hit me at that I'd lost my grandma and on my dad's side and I had no other connection with my I didn't really have relationship with my dad didn't have any relationship with my family and I don't know what it was about that age but things just hit me and I think it was because I decided about I wasn't quite sure where I was going I knew what to study I was getting bullied in my, the workplace and then everything else was I don't connect with my family on my dad's side and I, I was in my mum's side they love me. I love them. And that, and I was like, I'm missing that. I knew I had aunties in America. I didn't know their address. I didn't even know how to connect with them. I knew I had family all over the place. And there was no way of connecting with them. And I remember I went through, like, especially with a bullying at work, a mental breakdown. And I sought help. I actually went to CBT. God. I actually went for two years. So you can see, thank God that I was in a really great, really great company who funded that. Because I know that's mm-hmm. say they get a few weeks, it's dead expensive yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But for me, I was able to get it fully funded for two full that's years. Fantastic. And honestly, it was a breakthrough for me. I knew my triggers. I know that you've got your own um, rivers to resilience models. Yeah. And I love that. I know. And I really would have like have liked to even though my CBT therapist was amazing, it it would have been even more impactful if I had someone who really understood my culture, my religion as a Christian woman, Mm -hmm. who I could really relate to. Um, And having a woman of color, you can have that as a therapist. I think that's more impactful. I'm glad that I took that help because as I've grown and got older, it has stood me time and time again. I know exactly when I need to do things to keep myself going. And I really want you to talk about your business of resilience because when I looked at that, I was like, these are the things that I like do now help me. And it's just perfect. Like you couldn't explain it better. So would you like to talk about that? Yes, I will. So the Rivers to Resilience model, that's our kind of our trademarked model, which is looking at how you can overcome adversity and setbacks. And it's about finding advantage in adversity. Yeah. We all want to find advantage in adversity, but there is a process that you've got to follow. So the Rivers to Resilience model, the seven areas on it, seven rivers. I'm not going to share all of them. I want to just create a bit of intrigue. So if you want to find out more, check out the podcast. Oh, there you go. (laughs) The first river is, it's about self-awareness, locating yourself. How are you doing in terms of your resilience? So in CBT and in coaching, I use a lot of fine of experiences and emotions. So that helps you to to kind of track your progress, essentially. So if you don't, if you don't know yourself, you don't know how you're doing in terms of resilience, how you're doing in terms of stress, you're not able to progress or to build those resilience muscles. I always think about going to the gym, working out, you're building that resilience, resistance, and you're wanting to get maybe more toned or stronger. And it's the same with resilience, the muscles, and you can build them and you can grow. And even if you're maybe not facing any challenges now, it's about building those muscles in advance and in anticipation for whatever stresses you're going to face because that's life we all face challenges so why not be ready and geared up for those in advance so you can find that advantage in adversity a lot swifter the next river is cognitive training which looks at different cognitive strategies and processes 
to help with building resilience. And then the third one is all about stress management as well, because all the research shows that if you're able to build your resilience, then that's a protective factor against stress. So that's what it's about. It's very experiential, all based on research, science, proven strategies. So if you want to find out more, Rivers to Resilience podcast on all Yeah, and I always share with the details there. I have actually featured it. I have featured yeah. <laughs> in your podcast and I we, we talk about it in such detail. So I would definitely tell you to follow that and it will be down below. There'll be links everywhere of all the stuff that you can follow with, regarding Martina. So I'm really, you know, some things that kind of stick out to me is your background as well. So a bit about how did you get from, I know you said you, you your mum was really like pushing, you're going to go private school, but to be some sort of story, share with me how, and I know you're from my side and that's known for its violent gun crime, teen pregnancies and poverty, basically. So tell us how did that, tell us the story about that. Yeah, so I lived in Mosside until I think I was about maybe seven or seven or eight. And I would say my family on my mum's side lived probably there or in the surrounding areas like Old Trafford and beyond. So yeah, so I was there until I was around seven. And at the time, my mum, obviously I was quite young. So my mum moved up. She, my mum was, she was just amazing. She was a visionary. She was sending us to private school when we were still there. I remember, I think it was somewhere in Eccles. So my <laughs> mum was, she was on a mission. And I would say my mum personified resilience. And I know that I am her, <laughs> definitely her, her child. So she always had a, a passion for her children to succeed, regardless of what challenges she may have faced. She guaranteed us success. She would always speak positive stuff into our lives and expose us to lots of, enriching experiences which helped us to grow and develop so we I'd lived in Moss Island until I was seven and then we moved to sales so my mum she was a single parent mum there was I think there were three of us and I've got my younger brother was he born maybe he was I don't think he was born yet but yeah so we, she moved to sale as a single parent mother because she was focused on yeah. the future and the path that she <laughs> had for us so she moved us and I always say if she didn't move us I don't know how I would have been because I am very focused and determined and driven. But as a teenager, I was, I'd get my work done, but I wanted to be where it was all happening. Let me not pretend. <laughs> so listen, I lived in Sale, Trafford, grew up there, was going to Altrincham Grammar, but at weekends, listen, I would be down there in Mosside and Old Trafford. I would be at the rave, the all night rave. <laughs> I would be in places where I shouldn't have been. So if I would have stayed there, my story could have been very different. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> so I was very focused and determined because of the mother that I had. She was a very strong role model. She didn't go to university, but as a woman and all my siblings, we were all going to uni. That was the plan. We didn't have a choice. So for me, having that role model, having someone that believed in me is what has allowed me to to achieve what I have in my business, in my life, in career. And it's having that growth mindset. Yeah. And although my mum unfortunately passed away when I was in my final year at university, her yeah. legacy lives on in me and my siblings. And I would say that's what drives me. It's my mum. So I feel like I am living her unfulfilled dreams. So long as I'm alive, 
I have got no choice but to succeed. And balance is really important, but it's just me. I'm a type A personality. I'm like, I've got to be doing things. I've got to achieve. Come on, girl, keep going. So, yeah. You know, that's really touched me because I love, you know, that you said your mum lives on in you. You're like, I am, I know I am in my, my mum is with me. In yeah. my, and I, she feels my fire. And I'm so sorry that you lost your mother, especially at such a pivotal time in, in your life, my final year. Yeah of university that must have been really tough so I just really yeah that must have been really tough how did you cope with that how did I cope how on earth I look back and I feel like I am a superwoman sorry that's what comes to mind superwoman you know I did well I got a 2-1 and my mum died I must be crackers (laughs) because wow that's impressive I just I think I was just focused on having to so I wasn't ignoring it I'm not someone that compartmentalizes things I was very aware that my mum had passed away but I was also aware that I need to to complete my degree and I would say my faith my faith I'm a Christian that is a a strong part of it my community being supported family and friends church community around me and Mm. somehow (laughs) focusing on the fact that my mum wanted me to succeed and I guess I was doing it for her as well so all of those kind of ingredients is what allowed me to to succeed and to get my 2-1 it wasn't easy at all no it was not easy it was it was awful and unfortunately at the time my, my sister as well my younger sister she we all didn't deal with it but she took an overdose and tried to attempt suicide so it was all of that in the midst of everything. She was out of work for a year. And then I became, a, I say, I became a mother. I was looking after my younger brother. So mm. there's a lot that I've had to deal with. But that has been the making of me as a woman. And somehow in everything that I go through, I'm always able to foster an attitude of gratitude. And I know that that's also what helps to protect my mindset to build my resilience and it allows me to move along rather than getting stuck and thinking oh it's me sometimes I have those days yeah (laughs) but generally speaking I'm like you know what I'm still alive I'm still here there's Mm. opportunities here and there's always someone worse off than us that's what I always think there's always someone worse off so sometimes just gotta keep going wipe the tears and be that superwoman that you are oh you are definitely (laughs) Like literally, I am actually trying not to cry, and you're still smiling. Like, I'm still, it's yeah, you've just got to, yeah, definitely you've got to. That's my I, mindset. One thing that continues to stand out when I, whenever I, I'm interviewing other women of color. I know it's only episode four, but I do have a history of speaking <laughs> to women of color before this point. Is how fundamental the woman is in their life, the mother. You know, your mother, yes. my mother, everyone's mother, especially women of colour, yes. they're a powerful force to be reckoned with. And their presence is what is the making of us. Sometimes mm-hmm. actually the breaking of us in mm. some ways. And I find that the fact that you've continued just to shine, despite losing that pivotal person mm. in your life, just goes to show how she, what she did and how she did it. You are such a definitely a superwoman. I really want to know oh, thank you. what other women, especially ones going through grief, trauma, stress, and the things that we have to go through. Mm. Tell me what 
five tip let's say five just for just because that's my lucky number at the moment yeah less number shall we say (laughs) tell me five key tips that you would give a woman that's going through this I would say the first thing that came to mind is community 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 have find your community find fellow women of color that are going through the same challenges because you can learn from each other don't underestimate the power of community because it reduces isolation it reduces loneliness and you've got a space to yeah to kind of offload and to learn and that was one of the reasons why we created the black women in business and professionals network as well so there's opportunities that you can gain from being in those spaces so being part of the community building your network as well so your your business network your professional network so you create opportunities for the future that you want and you find those people who have got you back and who are going to speak on your on your behalf that's what I would say and third suggestion would be it's okay to say no yeah set boundaries and say no because if you don't you're just going to be overwhelmed and your stress levels are going to increase. And I know as black women of colour, we're like, yes, people. We're like, yeah, we yes, can do yes. it all. <laughs> but you can you can do it all, but then you, you will crash. So it's learning how to say yeah. no and being okay with that, not feeling guilty. It's okay. I know, you know, as black women, you're doing everything for everyone and sometimes not having time for yourself. So say no, have boundaries and then self-care what about you I was listening to something recently or I think it was at the CIPD conference actually and the session on self-care and one of the speakers she said what's on your to-do list are you on your to-do list yeah it's very very important yeah to put ourselves put yourself on your to-do list so what things can you do for yourself what self-care activities for me personally I like going to the gym try and go three times a week I went yesterday and my diary is just not it's not the, my routine's been out of sync so I've been annoyed but I got there yesterday oh and afterwards I felt so good and so refreshed and I was like this is why I've got to go in the daytime because it gives me yeah. the energy yeah. to get through the day so you've got to carve out that time for you what is it is it going for a walk or shopping or I don't know what reading it might whatever it is dancing just set that time out for you and it doesn't need to be a lot it can just be 10 minutes or 20 but it's that consistency which is key and the reason why I say that is do it because you matter yeah you're important and you're valuable and when you don't do those things it's feeding a negative narrative it's telling you that no you're not important that everyone else is more important that is not the case we've got to prioritize ourselves and our needs and then the final thing is, I, I love this quote, is that uh, asking for help, Michelle Obama, asking for help is not a weakness. It's a strength. So ask for help, whatever type of help you might need. That is what's going to help you to soar and succeed as a woman of colour. We can't do it alone. Oh, you know what? I love everything you said. I was kind of half laughing when you said the gym, because when my attempts at the gym go like this, I'm going to the gym, I've got my bag, I put my trainers on and I arrive there. And you know what I do? I go before, you know what? I'll just go to the sauna today. And I'll end up <laughs> in the sauna for the entire day. I have, it's come out, I go, I haven't even gone to the gym. I'll go tomorrow. I'll go <laughs> tomorrow, put my bag as well, get my trainers on again. And I was like, I'll go to the sauna. <laughs> and then I realized, you know what? I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. Go to the sauna. Just tell yourself you want to go to the sauna. Yeah. 
But you're so busy, Sam, and with these five children. I can see why you need the sauna. Yeah. It's the time. And I don't like going with anyone but myself. Like I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm. I don't want to go with friends. I just want to sit there. I get to Mm -hmm. praise. I get to think about my future and what I've done and what I've achieved. Mm -hmm. And it's just my time. People don't understand. I can actually stay in there. I don't know if it's supposed to be in there. I can stay in there for a good hour straight without Mm I can literally sit there and people go, you're in there for a while. <laughs> I love the heat. I'm black, man. I like heat. Mm. And, and so for me, that's important. So I realized for me in terms of exercise, that wasn't for me. Gym is not mm. for me. So mm-hmm. I worked out what was for me in terms of mm-hmm. exercise. And it was actually getting up in the morning at 6 a.m., going downstairs. So I didn't have to go very far. Yeah. So changed my mind. And there's no sauna. <laughs> <laughs> And actually doing a workout in front of a TV, personal trainer, because then I can do it at a time that works, 6 a.m., whatever. They don't have to travel to me or do yeah. it with a team of accountability partners. That mm-hmm. worked for me and quick. I ain't got time. Fantastic. Five minutes, high intensity, back mm-hmm. upstairs, in the shower, my day begins. It's not So the gym, even if I can, I have a membership, it has to have a sauna because I'm only going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you talked about time for me so one of the things I am key on especially coaching is make sure that you are important we are spinning so many plates we don't we crash so I completely agree with mm-hmm. that in fact next week I am speaking at a retreat as a businesswoman a businesswoman retreat next week and I'm dead excited to be there but more so because I'm only there really for a short time to speak about diversity and inclusion, but the rest of the time I'm there to enjoy it as much as everybody else. So I'm actually for the first time, I think ever, I think it's ever, I've never, so I've, apart from, I think a day and a night, I've gone away with, without my kids, but I've never gone away for four, four days without mm-hmm. my kids. So I am so happy because I am tired at this time. Mm. I've done back to back stuff. And I know that it's time for me and I'm going to have four days for me. And of course, I'm going to be coaching other women at the time and going through diverse inclusion. But the rest of the time is going to be about me. It's really important. Have you got anything else planned in terms of your well-being? Oh, I sure have. This is great time. I'm going away next week to Portugal oh. for a couple of days, four Amazing. nights, for three, four nights. So I am... I am ending the year with a bang. I am, I'm so proud of me. I yes. really am. I'm going <laughs> on this holiday. You. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> and, and I've got all these other, juggling all these things. And I'd say to myself today, what day are we on? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's only the 18th of November. That's good. I've got time, still got time to achieve these goals and <laughs> things in. But yeah, definitely I'm going away. I'm, and, I'm, and I need that break. It's, um. Yeah, I believe that you would need that break, and it's we've got to walk. We're gonna talk the talk, but we have definitely got to walk the talk. Walk, yes. walk. So we got to live by the examples that we're setting for others. Definitely agree with that. More personal now. If you had, I was gonna say, if you could write yourself a letter, write yourself a letter five years time. I was gonna say ten, but I want something a bit sooner because you live more in the moment and. <laughs> know you plan as well so yeah five years time what big achievements do you want to achieve in that time and what would you write to yourself I would write I would say to myself that I told you that you would fulfill those dreams I told you would have that team you just needed to believe in yourself daily and actually I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna get really personal now because you know I've I, I have been I was married divorced and I want to get 
married again and have, have children. So I'm going to tell myself that, yes, you're a fantastic wife and you're a great mother. And of course it was going to happen. Of course. Keeping it personal because our personal life is not separate to our business life. Not at all. I so don't that's what you. I would, that's what I would tell myself and just keep believing, keep believing. I keep can't. believing. Yeah, I can't wait to continue to follow your journey, especially one with babies. And I'll be like, oh, <laughs> help me, Lord. I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's amazing. It is amazing. It can it comes with its challenges, but it's mm-hmm. amazing to watch yeah. um, them grow and to be married again. I believe all for that. You deserve to be loved and to mm-hmm. love. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. To achieve that. Now, as you can hear, my voice is going. I've absolutely loved just hearing your voice, your energy, how you inspire other women. What you do is incredible. You are needed in the world. Continue to believe that for yourself. And if individuals, because we have people who just want to skip to the end, what's this all about? Tell me, what what would you say this episode, the key highlights have been? Oh, everything. Everything. (laughs) But the the, the key highlights for me is that you can do it. Yes. You can do it. Believe in yourself. And take action. Take action. But the, the, there's just, yeah, the, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much in this. There, there, there is so much. Um, and not to focus on your history or where you are now as well. Not to allow that to define you and to also build that community superwoman don't don't do it alone actually do not do it alone there are people out there that can help you and catapult you to greater success in a shorter space of time yeah Yeah. definitely our advocate do not do it alone we should do we're not we're beings that were created and we're created to be with others we were never created to be beings that we're alone anyone please do reach out we're going to put quite a few links below there are going to be networks that you're a part of and that you lead please connect with those networks especially for black women please connect with those they're amazing i've been to quite a number of your events i'm going for the one at christmas by the way so we'll add that one as well if you're yeah. in this area join and i'm really excited for martina's transformation please do follow this amazing superwoman and also look after yourself. So I'm delighted to have you on this show, Martina. I'm looking forward to our viewers giving us feedback about it. And I'm excited for episode five. Look out for the next one coming. So thank you so much and see you next time. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>